Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome you back. Hope you're having a nice Wednesday. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in Alex Noops Christensen, FTN Network NBA handicapper. You can find Alex on Twitter at underscore Noops, N O O P S. He hosts Hoops with Noops on FTN Bets. Our buddy Mike Randall works over at FTN. Hi, Alex. Uh, nice nice to have you on. Thanks for joining. It's a full slate tonight, obviously, in the association. But we always like to start when we get a new guest on. First off, thanks for joining. And talk about the process. You know, you've got a full slate like tonight, some NBA modeling, your approach to handicapping. It can be very broad. We just like to get into the process. No, absolutely. And I love talking about that. It's one of my favorite things talk about modeling especially in the nba and just take a start in general about my process and kind of a note you know the nba is an efficient market just like the nfl it's a really sharp market there's a lot of money flowing through there and it's a bit of a double-edged sword because it does make it harder to bet full game spreads full game totals and things like that especially before games but it also gives us a lot of information that we can use to handicap going forward if you take a look at those closing totals and those closing spreads from every game, you can get a real understanding of, of how the market works and you know what a lot of sharp people think. So I actually run two models in parallel. Well, I look at the closing total, closing spread from every game and you know try to figure out really what that is telling me. And at the same time, in parallel, run a model with you know some statistics and some advanced data that I use and try to sort of bury the two together. And tonight is, is a pretty interesting night. A couple bets I like and um, we'll probably talk a little more about the Houston Rockets. That game specifically is a game where, you know, if I look at the closing market ratings, I think that game should be kind of where it's ending up right now. Rockets probably minus four, but I have that a lot closer to Rockets minus eight, say, you know, when I look at my actual numbers. So kind of start with both of those. And then my goal is to try to figure out the difference. And if I can Okay, I 
think we just temp I, you know what and that's the best stuff when we can get the process and get modeling I, I love to hear about it and he was get right in the middle of it it looks like alex is back alex we lost you just briefly you were talking nets rockets four and a half is the number you had it closer to eight we apologize please go ahead yeah um this is just a game where again i, I look at you know kind of the closing market totals and, and how this line has moved all day this Opened up Rockets minus six and a half, a little closer to what my number was. And then it's been slowly bet down all day. And I was kind of hoping maybe somebody was faking the market this morning. But it does seem like um, it's going against me tonight. It's a spot where I look at the Rockets here. It's They're going against a Nets team that's in a really bad schedule spot. Second night of a back-to-back -back on the road. Um, I believe it's a five and seven for them. Again, just a really rough spot. I love the way the Rockets have been playing at home. And, they have struggled the last week, but against much better teams than the Brooklyn Nets. So this is one of those spots where, you know, again, I look at it, and I just think the market here is maybe overreacting a little bit to how little the Nets played last night and how bad the Rockets have been at home in tough spots for them. So I'm going to play the Rockets tonight. I really like four and a half. I played it at six. Alex, if, uh, to follow up on your statement you just okay, made. Let's bring Alex down. I just want to make sure, cause just because he's given us great information, let's bring his video feed down. We'll grab him on the phone and just uh, make sure we're respectful of his time. So let's bring Alex down there because it sounds like we're going to have consistent issues. I apologize, Alex. We'll get you set up there. Um, that is a game, though, Amal Shah, as we kind of transition here with te technical issues. That's a game tonight. He mentioned it's four and a half on the board with the Nets at the Rockets. I I've got a good friend, Evan Roberts, who's a Nets fan, and he said last night, he's like, dude, this team is completely unwatchable. So he's got this number closer to eight. Yeah, last night they get beat by 27 in New Orleans. Just a lack of effort. He talked about it and, you know, didn't play a ton of minutes. You look at the highest played minutes last night, I think 26 minutes for uh, Johnson. But other than that, you figure travel is pretty light from New Orleans to Houston. So not as much of a concern on the back-to-back. -back, but I like the points he made. He likes Houston a lot, and he really wants to take him in this particular spot. Took him up to minus six. And the one question I'd like when we get Alex back on the line is, in terms of when you have a discrepancy in a number, what is it, how do you approach it based on how large your discrepancy is in a number uh, against what the actual spread is? Yeah, so it sounds like, okay. it looks like we're, we're back here. Yep, we're good to go, Alex. Feel free. Uh, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think that's, that's a great question, Amal, and it's something I tell people all the time. If you don't understand why your number's different, you don't really have an edge. You're just kind of, uh, you know, firing at something that you think you might see, but it may not be an actuality. And again, when I look at this game, when I try to figure out, you know, I'm at seven and a half, eight, I bet it at six, the market's down to four and a half. So, uh, you know, what is that difference? So I, I went back and looked and could see basically that, um, you know, like we've already talked about before, the Nets, although it's a back-to-back, -back, didn't play a lot of minutes last night. Um, again, I'm not concerned about that because I think there is still the built-up fatigue of that five and seven. They played a back-to-back -back, um, just earlier this week, have not had a a lot of rest time and then again I look at the rating for the Nets the rating for the Rockets that I can see coming out of the market and I think that rating on the Nets I'm sorry on the Rockets is starting to get too low obviously you want to adjust as teams lose uh, but I go back and look at those losses those are really tough matchups for them uh, Indiana's a team that can really kind of pick apart any defense and had a lot of success there same with Phoenix and I've seen the Rockets adjust that trapping scheme they have to make up for some of the stuff um, troubles that they had in those spots so you know again I look at the difference and to me it comes down to underestimating the fatigue of the Nets and then underestimate I'm sorry um, underestimating what's happened to the Rockets re recently 
I think we lost Patrick. I think Patrick's okay, yeah. uh, feet is going down. Yeah. I don't think it's Alex at all. So I just want to ask Alex a quick follow-up question. Alex, you talked about adjusting yeah. for teams based on a loss. Now, for many people who may not have the opportunity to be able to see as many games as people like us in this particular business, what are some ways or some things that you would look for to be able to adjust the team uh, coming off of a win or a loss that you might look for as whether it be a positive or a negative? You really have to get good at going through the box score. Um, pull it up, try to figure out, if you're not familiar with the phrase, the four factors, um, look that up. If you just Google NBA four factors, it's going to pop up. Uh, Josh Oliver's done some great work. And you can really summarize an entire basketball game by looking at a few different things. Uh, the first thing is total possession. So how do you have more possessions than your opponent? You're forcing more turnovers than you're giving up. You're grabbing more offensive rebounds. That's really important. The second thing to look at is field goal percentage. How well did each team shoot the ball? Um, again, pretty straightforward. You shoot the ball better, you're going to score more points. And then the third thing, free throw rate. It's, uh, I think, one of the hardest things for people to see. You know, you go back and look at a box score. This team made more shots. They had more possessions. What happened? You get to the free throw line, something like 10, 15 free throw advantage. Um, so you have to get really good at going back, looking at those box scores, and just trying to get a feel for what happened. It's always better to watch if you can. But I know it's really tough, and even sometimes I don't have the time, but I always make sure I go through those box scores every morning to try to get a feel for whether or not a loss, quote-unquote, was real. All right, I'm going to jump in for Patrick here since we have an issue with his connection. You got me now, uh, Dustin, talking to you, noobs. Uh, let's go to another play you have tonight because you are going to look at the Raptors and Grizzlies, the Grizzlies off of a back-to-back -back as well. Uh, Raptors, one-point dogs on the road in Memphis, total set at 227-and-a-half. I really like this spot for the Toronto Raptors. And again, it's a combination of, you know, kind of bad breast spots. That's one of my favorite things to look at. You really have to pull up every team's schedule and see how often they've played because fatigue really builds. And Memphis, again, this is another team back to back for them, at least a three and four, I believe a five and seven. Apologies, don't have that up in front of me right now. But a really tough rest spot for them. Memphis, I start to look at them. And again, it's everyone was really excited. John Morant comes back. They win four games, two absolute shockers in late against the Pelicans. Really a lot of fun. But then they come back and lose big to Sacramento, lose to the Clippers, only beat that Spurs teams the other night by eight points. And again, I think that as I start to look at the change in market perception over the last few weeks, I think the market number is too high on Memphis. This is, a, again, a really bad rest spot for them. And you look at the Raptors, yes, they lose OG Ananobi, and uh, this is a little more of a qualitative thing, and I'm curious to see how this bears out, but it's always good for a locker room to have a player leave that's not happy to be there. And everything you read, everything you hear about it, OG Ananobi was not going to resign there. He did not want to be in Toronto anymore. And even regardless of that... I I like the trade. I think quickly brings something offensively Toronto doesn't have, and Toronto has exactly what's needed to cover up quickly um, defensively. Barrett should be a lot more comfortable outside of New York. Everything for me, I, I look at this, I have the, the Raptors two, two and a half point favorites, and again, that's even before getting some of the qualitative stuff I was talking about. How hard is it for you to to factor in the John Morant impact when, you know, he's been back for seven games, they've won five of them, they have 11 wins on the season. We obviously know his importance to the team uh in about like 45 seconds how difficult is it for you to, when you're doing your model to to factor in John Morant's return and and how you view the Grizzlies 
it's a tremendously difficult thing to do. And a perfect example of, uh, you know, as a handicapper, it's really important to understand what you know and what you don't know. And in that specific case, when John Morant was coming back, you know, I thought maybe his first home game, there would be a big lift. But overall, I wasn't really sure how to handle it. So I really had to wait a couple games, you know, look and see how he's fitting in with the team, see how the usage kind of, uh, you know, fit, falls out for everybody else and how everyone kind of adjusts. So it can be tough, but you have to be patient in situations like that. Again, unless you have some inside information, you've been able to see some Memphis practices and, you know, things pretty much most of us don't have um, the ability to do. Well, that was an awesome debut on the show. We're definitely going to have you on again because the information's tremendous. You do have one more play. Uh, I will be sure to enter it on the VEASAN.com picks page. want to make sure I get it out there. You're going to lay it with the Clippers tonight. Hey, man, thanks for doing this. We'll do it again soon. Uh, great, great debut on Sharp Money. Absolute pleasure, guys. Can't wait to come back. Sorry we couldn't talk more, Patrick. I'm sure we'll figure it out next time. We'll get it fixed for next time. It's not at you. It's him. Trust us. Uh, coming up next, I don't know what we're going to do because I was producing up until this moment. That was Alex Noops Christensen, FTN Network NBA Handicapper. Give him a follow at underscore Noops on X slash Twitter. When we return, Amal's going to say stuff, I guess, because I don't know if we have Patrick. We'll Sharp talk, money. We'll talk some more hoops. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Starting to get lit there at the D. Sigma Derby is popping off. The big guy. I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome you back. 9.99. That we're giving away our subscription right now. Become a Veasan Pro. Pro tools, pro picks at a glance, and pro tips. Veasan.com/slash/subscribe. That's Veasan.com/slash/subscribe. I, I should take a second as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings, to apologize to our buddy Alex Noops Christensen. 
while I totally agree with Dustin, like his information was off the charts, seemed to have a great personality. What happened was he pulled up and Sean and all of them, they had a beautiful shot. They zoomed in on him and he's talking. And next thing you know, he just freezes. So I thought I was doing the right thing by taking over and kind of like transitioning while we got him reestablished. We got him reestablished. He started launching into another great answer. And then my audio went out. So I assumed he went out again. So I just started talking and covering up again. And then it happened again. So then I fired to the big guy a text. I said, yo, you got to take over hosting. We got a little bit of a technical issue here. And that proceeded. That my fa- <laughs> that was the best. Big guy, you're a freaking national treasure. I love you. So you're saying we're not going to submit it for a Marconi Award? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. I appreciate you guys having my back. I don't know what happened. I just know I couldn't hear anything, and I'm like, my assumption was he dropped again. So, <laughs> anywho, hey, we he, are he back. Had, he had some good plays, good info. We'll get him on again soon. Don't worry. I got plenty of plays. We can get into that, too. The best is at the end, you go, I know you got another plays. I'm going to put that on the sheet for our subscribers. And then you gave the play. That was well, because I looked up and there was a lot more time left than I anticipated. I know. Uh, trust me. I do it all the time. You, you, nobody has to well, talk about Well, I didn't want him to more. think I was giving away his pain. I know. I, trust, I, know, I, know. I was in your brain. It was all. I thing. was in your brain. No, and you were looking, by the brain. way, you looking at me did not help. Like, if you're going to go away, I need <laughs> no, you to go I'm away sorry. completely. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. You're just like I... looming, just staring and judging <laughs> everything I say. Somehow you can't hear the guest, but somehow you can hear me trip all over myself. I couldn't so hear them all either. The crazy part is I couldn't hear them all. I could hear you crystal clear, every mm. syllable. Mm. Funny how that works. All right, all right boys. Um, let's continue with the NBA board just because it's such a busy board today. And I know, uh, big guy, I'm all jumping if you have any plays too. I know, big guy, you've got some props. I, I want to ask you both about the Suns because this seems to be a team. It's big and yellow. It's, oh. it's, it's, there's disparate opinions about the Phoenix Suns this year. I, look, top end, we know what you're getting, but there is no depth. And Ishbia came in when he purchased the Suns. The first thing he did them all was he ran out and grabbed Durant, right? And who wouldn't want one of the top 15 players of all time? But in doing so, it slept on how much they gave up. Then offseason, they go Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a legit walking ambulance. Like, the (laughs) idea of getting him to play is really suspect. If they're healthy, they're dangerous. If they're not, they're not. And that's the situation you got the Clippers lane for in Phoenix tonight. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You gave up Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson to the uh, Brooklyn Nets along with draft picks. And you get back, obviously, Kevin Durant, you alluded to what a great player he is. But, you know, guys, I think the one problem with this team is Bradley Beal's contract handicaps them from getting any depth. He's been injured, as you alluded to. And then I think the DeAndre Ayton trade was underrated from a Portland acquisition standpoint. I think Ayton meant more to them than people realize. Yes, he was not worthy of the one overall pick. But I think he's a big loss, 21 and 10 every night for you when you look at it, what he's done throughout his career. And this team right now, a four-point dog at home against the Clippers team. I know the Suns are playing well. They've won four in a row here. Patrick, I would lean towards taking the Suns in this matchup. But I got to tell you, when you look long-term at this team, depth is always a concern. Injuries are an alarming concern. But to me, Booker and Durant should have effective games tonight. When they get against better opponents, they tend to play pretty well. They want to show out. Um, I just don't like the Clippers laying. It was four and a half at one point. It's come down to four now in this particular spot. But I'm not sure the Suns are a legitimate threat in the Western Conference. 
the big guy. So the Clippers and four in a row for the Suns. You're not wrong there. The Clippers in December went 11 and two, and they won their first on New Year's. So they're 12 and two over their last 14. They're rolling. Yeah, they're a team, and I make this mistake with them. I think every year. But I might be jumping in on the futures market with them at some point. I'd be very late. That's the problem. I might need to wait for a skid and some sort of dip because the way the, the time to get into them and kudos to JVT. I heard him say it about three weeks ago. I, think he, I want to say he got like 20 to one on them to win it all. I think this is a team going up and the Suns are going down. The problem with the on the other side for the Suns, this all works if everything works, if everyone's healthy all year long. Right, the, the trading the depth for the elite talent at the top end of the roster works. If everyone's healthy, you get in the postseason, and that's all you care about. But you got to grind through this season now. These guys aren't playing together as much as you like with Bradley Beals needing a backyotomy over there. I, uh, I have major concerns about the Suns because in the postseason, they think they can turn it on. They're not going to be able to turn it on if one, Beals not healthy, but two, if they, they're not on the floor a lot during the regular season together. Bacchiotomy. I, I like stole that. that. I ahead. stole it. I got a question for you guys about the Clippers. What do you think about their chances? How do you like them in the Western Conference? I mean, right now the West is far more crowded than the East, but it seems like this year we're getting a ton of play out of Kawhi. Paul George is playing well. This team has more depth. I mean, obviously Harden and Westbrook as well. They seem like a dangerous team. They're sitting at 11 to 1 in the Western, excuse me, to win the NBA title right now, not in the West. 11 to 1 overall. Yeah, I like the Harden piece, which I didn't expect would fit so seamlessly. I think you guys would agree with me yeah. here. He's looked really good with them. And like that, the assist numbers are wild. Like he has simply, and I think it's probably, he did it in Philly, in Philly as well, where he simply changed the type of player he is. He's now just an assist guy. Like I, I, won't, I haven't even looked yet, but my assumption is the last few, because I know he's been balling lately, that he's had double digit assists. Here he is, James Harden. Yeah, last time out, 10 assists against Miami. Before that, 13 assists against Memphis. If he's going to continue to be the facilitator, they can win the West. Yeah, it's amazing when he plays like someone who wants to be wherever he is, and he just didn't want to be where he was in Philly. Like, uh, he's he's a child, and he's immature, even though he's old. And he and I have a lot of similar hobbies, so you'd think I'd like him more. But he's a good basketball player. I think, I think that we're... We're comparing him too much to Rockets James Harden. He's never going to be that again. That's no. like 40 pounds ago. So, and believe me, if anyone relates to that, it's me. Uh, hey. You know you can't go back. But he fits next to Kawhi and Paul George. He doesn't have to defend an elite player because he has those two guys. The fact that they held on to Norman Powell and trading for him makes it even better because this team is deep. They're kind of the opposite of what Phoenix is running out there. They're deep. They have guys who come in on the second unit who can play, whereas Phoenix is throwing guys like Grayson Allen and Josh Kogi out there. But by, by the way, can I can I follow up and I'm all to your yeah. question and because I see a lot of them here in Los Angeles, the Clippers also have an X factor that I didn't know they had until I watched them consistently. Ty Lue is a great coach. Oh, he no, he's proven himself to like he since leaving LeBron, coach. he's proven that he knows what he's doing. He wasn't one of those guys being carried by LeBron all those years. I, you know, I was. Kinda, I didn't know. I was kind of indifferent on him, and you mentioned that he's done a great job here. This team, twenty and twelve. One thing I want to update: I didn't realize. I thought Durant was going to be back in the lineup tonight. Remember, he didn't play on Monday with the hamstring. He's going to be missing this game as well. But I'm a little bit surprised we're seeing at four and a half now down to four with the Clippers. 
Yeah, so Durant out tonight. That's why you see the Clippers laying it on the road for 232 and a half. But I just, Dustin, I was with you where I was indifferent. I assumed the relationship with LeBron, like, but then Ty Lue just tactically in game reminds me a lot of Larry Brown with the way he comes out of timeouts. I know that's a weird thing to pull out, but he's just very, very good. Well, Underrated coach. I think he's, he's both things that you need to be a head coach right now. One, he's good at the X's and O's. Like that's one side piece. That's obviously very important, but two, I think he's good at speaking and being blunt with the players. He just gives me that vibe when I've anytime I've watched him in press conferences and give interviews and it's not like I've watched a ton, but he has that like Antonio Pierce, Dan Campbell was a player vibe and understands how to relate to them and speak to them and keep it real. And I think that matters with today's young athlete. And I think that's part of his success. It's not just dialing up the plays, but I do think he's very good at that from what I can tell. Yeah, it's a little different than my head coach with the Pistons who wears a ski mask to every game as How? he steals money from the franchise. Monty Williams didn't even want to coach the Pistons. He, that's the one angle when I went home that my friends kept on reiterating. They're like, Tom Gores didn't check with Troy Weaver, who's the general manager. He literally just hired Monty Williams. And Monty Williams said, I don't want to coach. I want to take off a year. And Gores said, here's a blank check. And Monty Williams said, here's the number. And now he just led the team to 28 straight losses. I don't understand how he wasn't fired during the losing streak. It's one of the most embarrassing they things we've ever like, seen. What is the, do you guys know the number? Yeah, I think it's like 80-some million dollars. Six years, 78 million. What's it cost <laughs> to save yourself from the embarrassment? Tom course isn't embarrassed. No, no, I agree with you. To be fair. Just I, make I it think go he away. should have been fired. Do, 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 do what my grandfather did with his third and fourth oh. families. You pay them to go away. Is that the same grandpa you told us during the break that he smoked five packs of cigarettes a day? Well, no, because that one's dead. R.I.P. My apologies. Joe Inglis is coming up next. Covers.com, NFL, NHL. He's got you covered. Charmont. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, got to take a break right now. Talk about Zinn nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. But Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker dipper or looking to dish the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. It's also available in two strengths. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating, top-of-the-line tech gear, Zinn swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zinn at the local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. I'm not Patrick Maher. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. That's Amal Shaw. And thrilled to bring in one of our favorite guests, Josh Ingles. You know him from covers. He's always putting out some great information. I wanted to get him on today because he was going through and doing a ton of research to help us look at some bets because it is Wednesday, which is when NFL props tend to drop for a lot of these teams. Although I imagine a lot of them are going to be delayed, Josh, because there's so many questions with who is starting and how it impacts the rest of the lineup. But thanks for doing this today. How many hours did it take you 
to go through. You have all the passing touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, total yards, wide receiver yards up at at covers underscore Josh on, uh, on X slash Twitter. How long did it take you to find all of that information? That's absolutely nothing. I appreciate you guys having me on today, but that work is nothing. That's just looking at who's at, at milestone numbers. The bigger talk, obviously, if you've been in the betting space for the last uh, two days, it's been, it, it's been the Wild West, whether or not uh, milestone and incentive betting is just uh, sheep flocking to a number or is there some edges in it or because we're, we're talking about them, are those edges dried up? I was just looking at the easy ones, the 1,000 yards, the 100 catches, the total yards. Uh, but there is some situations where not all of these are important. Josh Allen doesn't care about his Buffalo touchdown TD. Okay, He's playing in a pretty big game versus Miami this week. That's uh, That's got precedence over his touchdown. There's a lot more things to look at. And it's not so cut and dry as you just look at a number and let's, blind it bet, or let's bet it blindly. We should look into situations. We need to know what teams are playing for because in situations where teams have nothing to play for, there's probably a higher degree that some of these milestones and incentives are probably going to be looked at within the locker room more so than games that have playoff implications. When you look at these matchups in week 18, how do you approach them from a betting standpoint? Is it strictly you won't get involved in games that don't have anything on the line or it has to have a postseason implication for you to consider wagering on it? Certainly doesn't bother me at all. I think the value that this team has nothing to play for is probably over overblown. There's probably value on the other side of that situation. Uh, but obviously in this point and with all betters, especially recreational betters, you should at least put in some of your own time into making these wagers and to find out some things like just going through the injury report this week. You mentioned that prop bets should be up today. Most of them aren't. And it's because of some people playing, some people resting. We're, we're unsure. We don't know what the opportunities are for players. And the books don't want to have that big of a risk on themselves. So we won't know yet. I've handicapped a couple games this week. I've been happy to have uh, Aiden O'Connell. What is it? Aiden O'Connell versus uh, Jared Stidham. Those ugly games. They got everything in line. They're good. The under 38 looks good on that side. Two teams want to run the ball. I did a handicap for the... The lowest total in NFL history in 30 years, Jets at Pats. Beautiful. No moving parts. Everybody's there. Those are the good games this week, and I'm certainly happy to handicap them. And on that sense, New England team total under 16 and a half in that game? Are you kidding me? Let's get on. I'm getting on that under for sure in a game with a 30 and a half point total. Uh, not a lot of handicapping with, with kickers. But good God, Chad Ryland is one of the worst kickers in all of football. <laughs> a guy who leaves points on the boards better than anybody, and you're telling me he's going to go out there and contribute to that team total with 30-mile-an-hour gusts, 20 miles sustained, and wet rain snow all day in Foxborough. I don't think so. And that's just uh, that's a New England team total under that's just been cashing pretty good this year. Josh Ingles, our guest. You know him from Covers.com on Twitter, Covers underscore Josh. Uh, going through some of your recent tweets, so you mentioned the, the Josh Allen thing. I think it's a great point by you. Also, if Josh Allen throws the touchdown passes he needs to set that record for the Bills franchise history, likely that means Buffalo is winning the game, right? Uh, another prop I know you were talking about, Dalton Schultz. 
needs four catches to hit a bonus. Uh, what were you looking into with Dalton Schultz, and is he playable this week? Honestly, I was just going through Sal's tweets and, and finding one that I could write the argument about uh, in a situation. Uh, one of my favorite ones, and I'm not saying I'm betting it, just in a, a matter of fact of how to handicap these things, let's take a look at Joe Mixon. Cincinnati has nothing to play for. Joe Mixon's sitting at 923 rushing yards. He has no rushing markets out yet. So we can't just tell people to go bet the over because the betting public doesn't really know what his base number is. So let's take two seconds and figure it out. He closed at 45 and a half last week. But outtouched Chase Brown, 25 to five. He closed at 61 and a half three games ago at home versus Indy, minus two and a half favorite. Now he's a seven point favorite versus uh, who? Who are they facing? Cleveland this week, sorry. So he gets a little game script bump, more rushing as a favorite. So his fair market value is about 66, 65 and a half. If you're looking at it, all of a sudden the market opens, it's at 73. Well, then you're buying into a number that has this milestone priced in. And now you're probably minus EV on that bet. Remember, this is great advice. Adam Chernoff's on this, on this site quite a bit. And he's one of the smartest guys I know. Betting information is important. The less and fewer eyes on it means the more value it possesses. If you're looking at Sal's tweet, 3.5 million engaged views. You're probably not going to have value. Take the time. Find the other ones. You can find some value out there. It's, it, there's no shame in betting these. Just take some time and find the number. Yeah, he's talking about Sal Vitri, who posted out all these milestones for this week for players and their contracts to get their incentives. And I think your point's great, Josh, about – some of these are baked into their numbers. Everyone's aware. Find the outliers, maybe the ones that aren't as popular people know. It's just like betting props every week. It's yeah. it's easier to find an edge, right, right, when you're looking at, like, the Broncos. Find a Samaje Pirine edge with him as a pass catcher in the backfield than it is to look at something with Javante Williams as a straight runner at, at running back. The thing I've learned from betting, especially working with guys like Derek Hardy in situations where – like uh, bottom to top betters, the uglier it is, usually the more value it has. I've bet on, I've bet on uh, Tim Boyle over 17 and a half completions. Uh, I've bet on some of the most, the worst backup quarterbacks. I mean, it was the year of the backup quarterbacks. Books struggled pricing backup quarterbacks. If it's ugly, it's there. If there's less eyes on the information that you're seeing, there's probably more value there. Find things that you like. Don't jump on things just because other people are betting them in these situations. And as a better, treat yourself. Find out what is baked in. You hear that comment. Well, you, there's no edge there because it's already priced in. It's such a vague and useless comment. If you yourself can't find out what the baked in number is or what the original fair market value is versus what's baked in. So treat yourself, learn, take a couple minutes. Like I said with that, uh, like I said with the, the mixing situation. Five minutes, go to covers.com. We have 10-week uh, previous closing numbers on props. Find out what his week-to-week is and learn how to price stuff yourself. And then you're, you'll be in a better situation for sure. You uh, tell the girls that are swiping no to me on Bumble that uglier is better because that's essentially what you just said there in your <laughs> handicap. Uh, we only have about 90 seconds. Uh, I'm plus EV. Tell them, tell them you're plus EV. <laughs> I know you got a bunch of hockey plays tonight. Can you throw one or two out there right now for the audience? Uh, things are getting ugly on the ice tonight. Uh, we could see like four rookie, four rookie goaltenders today. 
the dogs are getting reverse steam. The favorites are getting steam. Sorry. So uh, the, there's some pretty high prices here for uh, the home underdogs. Uh, what I'm looking at, I was on the Anaheim money line. That's moved from plus 155 to plus 175. So there is some situations. There's uh, an illness going around in the Anaheim locker room. So maybe that's something to stay off of. It was a good schedule spot. Uh, if you're looking for props, I'm on Dylan Strom under one and a half shots plus 120. Uh, folks always have a trouble pricing things when guys get bumped down and he's bumped down to the third line. So he's gone from about 20 minutes to 13 minutes. So his time on ice and shots per 60 certainly affected with that move. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's an ugly one there, but, uh, home teams or sorry, away teams are getting steam. So there's some big, big home dogs tonight on the ice. Well, that was awesome stuff. Thanks for doing all the work again, all of his info. You can find it at Twitter slash X at covers underscore Josh. He is Josh Ingles. Hey man, thanks so much for doing it. We'll do it again very soon. Appreciate it. And one final thought, this is your money. No one gives a crap if you lose all your money betting. Right? You're you're in charge of your own bets. Make your bets. Don't listen to other people. Be uh for yourself and your betting for sure. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Speaking of, I have three bets on the other side. Fade or follow. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Okay, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings, download the app, right? This is kind of crazy what they're doing. So if you're a new customer at DraftKings, not only do you bet 5 bucks on a basketball game tonight or a prop, whatever you want to do, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, but then you're just going to get League Pass. Oh, can't beat that. Go check it out. DraftKings. Use the promo code VEASAN. That's new customers. We got you back. I enjoyed that. I was fixing my connection. Good job. Great job, as always, Dustin. And I'm all having my back. Josh Inglis joined us from covers. First off, you just got to love the Canadian accent. That's one. So he just comes across as a good dude. And I liked his advice as I was listening towards the end. He was talking about, you know, this controversy going on with this Alberti guy and talking about incentive props, incentive-based props, and and he's saying exactly what he needs to say, that being Josh. He said, it's your own money, so fade or follow. Do what you want with your money. If people are providing you with information that's a base that you can use to their end decide what you want to do, whether go over, under on specific props, that's up to you. Do what you want with the cash. If somebody's willing to do the legwork for you, stop bitching, use the information, and make some money off of it. Capitalize. This is a capitalistic society. Two, I enjoyed the big guy's bumble joke towards the end. I like that. That was good. That was clever, big guy. Yeah, well, bumble's been very dry. I actually had to Google because I have to pay for either bumble or hinge because that's how you get good matches. And I had to Google which one was better for me in my scenario. Turns out hinge is the one I have to pay for. Either way, it doesn't matter. There's no matches coming in at the moment. It's really bad. But to your point real quick, uh, how many times have you guys had a brilliant handicap and the bet just doesn't even come close close to cashing. And how many times have you just kind of had a vibe and couldn't really have didn't have the info to justify the bet, but then it comes in. So of I course. don't want to tell people. Happens all the time. And you know what? We're going to give out our plays right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was 50, thinking about 50. yesterday it happened to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Amal, I know you have two college yeah. plays. Uh, I, I just want to jump in with one, and this is for you, big guy. Uh, it looks like DeAndre Ayton is not traveling with the team. So Portland at Dallas. I'm going to go lively. The number is 20 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Let's go over. The last time Ayton's missed out, centers dominate against the Portland Trailblazers. He didn't travel to Dallas. Lively over 20 and a half. So I have two. Now, good job by you, big guy. If you if you can find a 24 and a half in the market like I did this morning on Ben Carroll. Yes, I know it's a back-to-back. Yes, I know he played minutes last night. He'll go over the 24 and a half. If it's 25 and a half, bet at your own peril. But I got 24 and a half. Dustin, you told me the 25 and a half on Ben Carroll tonight. It is juiced up, correct? It, over last at I looked, it was juiced to minus 120, which means we could be going even further. I'm going to pull it up okay. here and let you know what it is while I'm all So I'm just play. saying, I bet a 24 and a half. Now do what you want. Again, it's your money. Do what you want with the 25 and a half. I can tell you, I just double checked. Lively points, rebounds, and assists. Derek Lively is still 20 and a half, and I'm going to go over that, boys. Go ahead. Look, he's been scoring. You're playing against a team where they don't play defense in Sacramento. The travel is short between Golden State and Sacramento. If you're worried about the back-to-back scenario, I think it's a pretty good play for a guy who has just been, hate to say it, but he's been a ball hog. He's yeah, he's stat chasing. Yeah. You just, I think you mentioned it earlier. He's had at least 20 attempts and like seven of eight. Yeah. Like his numbers, Bancaro is stat chasing. You can tell when you dial in 
Like last night, I was all over him, and also the big guy. Uh, he, he was on a, a prop as well. I think it was Suggs. It, we I, so I watched the game, and you can just tell the rhythm. Like Amal said, Dustin. Like you can tell when somebody's stat chasing, and Bancaro's in that mode right now, which is good. Good for prop betters. Yeah, you like to see a guy call his own number every time he gets across half court. <laughs> no, dude, he wasn't he, looking. No, he's at taking the inbounds else. pass. He's like, give no, me the ball. There is no, there are, there are no point guards. It's just Paul. It's Pangaro. <laughs> it's that's that's what he's point forward. What LeBron dude, enter like that is it now. But my guy Suggs had ten points going into the fourth quarter. His I number know. was set at 11 and a half. I needed a bucket. He couldn't get a bucket in the fourth quarter because Bancaro just kept shooting. In a game that's up-tempo. <laughs> yes. He played like 30 minutes last night. Luckily, Embiid got home for me. I had Embiid last night. So it was a one and one night last night. It's okay. We, we did okay. Hey, look at the bumper sticker. Dustin was right about Embiid. <laughs> Amal, let's start with a college play from you. Dustin, we'll hop over to you for an NBA prop. Go ahead, Amal. Uh, college basketball tonight in uh, Providence. Excuse me, uh, in Rhode Island. I, I forgot where URI is. They're playing St. Joe's in this one. Uh, totals 146 and a half. I like this game over. Rhode Island's not a particularly good shooting team, but St. Joe's, they want to play up and down. Both teams are allergic to defense. I like this game over, hopefully to get back on track after the Miami loss yesterday. But St. Joe's, Rhode Island over 146 and a half. You got it. I'm on it. Big guy, what's up? All right, I got four for you. Uh-oh. One, two, yep, four. Austin Reeves. Over 16 and a half points. This was a late addition for me during the show. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is out for the Lakers tonight. Rui Hachimura also out. Taking on a Miami team that has a bunch of guys who are banged up. Not sure who's in the lineup at the moment for the Heat. But they allow the eighth most points to shooting guards this year. There's been two games where D'Angelo Russell hasn't played this year. Austin Reeves scored 22 and 20. Also, LeBron is questionable with an illness. I think he's going to play, but if for some reason LeBron doesn't play, could be a monster night for Austin Reeves. That point total, 16 and a half. I think he's going to go over that. That's number one. Beautiful. That's number one. Number two. Jared Allen, not the former defensive end with the mullet that wore 69. Hey, what was his celebration when he got a sack? What was his celebration? Was it the shot? He pretended like he was wrapping up the legs of a like a rodeo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, roping something. (laughs) He was a manly man. Like, I'm not. But anyway, Who did the Jim Jones balling? Who did that? Someone did Jones does that with uh, Kansas City, doesn't he? Does he? Okay. Jared Allen. The other Jared Allen. The one with the big nice fro. Uh, 32 and a half points and rebounds. Taking on the Wizards who allow the most points and the most rebounds to center. He's gone over that number in three of four. He's had some monster rebound games lately. We'll go Jared Allen over 32 and a half points and rebounds. Uh, All right. The next one. Julius Randle over 40 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Chicago allows the most rebounds to power forwards. Chicago's also playing on a back-to-back, which means some second chances for guys like Randall. And offensive rebounding something Tibbs really preaches. He's, his PRA is the last four, or last three, 48, 44, and 56. Numbers only 40 and a half. We're going to go over that on Julius Randall, who may actually get the assist back up. He had zero assists last game, which means I think there will be an emphasis for him to, to get others involved tonight. 
It's facilitation. Big guy, just like this. I go from Dustin, he's got one more NBA play, over to Amal Shaw, who's got one more college basketball play. Go ahead, yeah, I'm going to go with a rare two-time, two-team money line play here. By the way, I couldn't remember where URI is, which is in Kingston, and we're going to go with PC tonight at home against Seton Hall. I don't like the Seton Hall team particularly. Uh, I don't think they're that good uh, under Holloway, but this team under Kim English is playing pretty well. I don't like the number. It's gone up to six and a half in some spots. Providence on the money line, minus 292. Parlayed them with another money line, which is UCLA later tonight at Pauley Pavilion. They'll take on Stanford. Stanford off that impressive win over Arizona, winning by 18. Even though the Bruins went one-on-one -on, -one on their Oregon road trip, I think they bounced back at home tonight. Good matchup for them, even though Spencer Jones back in the lineup for Stanford. The Bruins with their defense, I think they eke out a tight win. So two-team money line parlay, PC and UCLA. Beautiful. Love it. Two-teamer for Amal Shaw. And now, like Julius Randle tonight, getting back on track with the dimes. Lefty. Back to the big guy. All What's right. up? Last one here. Oklahoma City's going to Atlanta, feeling high off a Celtics win yesterday. Hey. Uh, they're on a back-to-back. -back. I think they could be a little sluggish defensively, and I think there a lot of focus, obviously, when we play the Hawks, is to stop Trey Young, which is why Deontay Murray, over 24.5 points and assists, He's coming off a game on Monday where he had 32-3. and three. I mean, there's a chance he, he can get us within one or two with just his points alone. Just need a couple of assists to get over. When, when he plays at home, he's a little bit better uh, at facilitating. And I think with the focus on Trey Young, Oklahoma City allows the seventh most assists to shooting guards. So a couple more assists potentially on the docket for him. They allow the 12th most points to shooting guards to Oklahoma City. I expect Deontay Murray to have a nice night tonight in the ATL. Fellas, I was just thinking about this because I went to the MVP market over at DraftKings. Lamar's going to sit, okay? Dak's going to play, and they need it. Yeah. He's 18 to 1. I know. Brock Purdy's going to sit. He's 30 to 1, so he's out of it. Josh Allen's going to play, and they need it. He's 35 to 1. Either of you want to do anything with Prescott or Allen just well, because I think I Jackson's sitting? I think I have to. What do you have to do? Because I have a bet on Lamar. <laughs> you don't bet. You don't bet either of these guys. No shot, Dak can win don't, it. Don't be a hedgeholic. Listen, the bottom line is Dak would have to throw for five, 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 and that's breaking Norm Van Brocklin's five fifty four all time passing yardage record. And even then, he's not winning it. They're playing Washington. Nothing. It's over. It's done deal. This is like when Wade Boggs would sit in the final game of the regular season to clinch the batting title. Lamar has done it here. Dustin, raise your right hand. Go ahead. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Dustin Sweetelson. I, Dustin Sweetelson. Will stop creeping on girls on TikTok. No, I'm not. I can't do that. Will stop sliding into Instagram DMs. Go ahead. Put it up. What? Put it up. I have nothing. One time. I have nothing and else I, in my life. And just, can you put your hand up? We're almost done. And I will not hedge off of Lamar Jackson. Thank you. All right, fine. <laughs> I can do that part. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.